is everybody? <laughs> well, it's not just us today. It's also Julie Huang, and she wanted to get uh, Chinese Taiwanese food with us. So we got a little bit of that right now. Got some got turkey rice. Popcorn chicken. Some rice cakes. <laughs> today, we wanted to talk about something that is not normal for us on lunch break, but if you follow our social media, um, it might not be that surprising to you. This past year, activism and uh, speaking up about social issues has become much more common. It's the fact that you can't escape the effects of what, what what's going on right now because we're mm -hmm. more or less stuck at home. So we're, you know, we're focused on the news and the news alone has been crazy. So to not have an opinion about it um, is a little impossible, I think. I mean, technically, the news has always been crazy. Like there's like the elections in 2016 were uh, were crazy. Right. The debate about police brutality and social, you know, justice and criminal justice. That's that's been happening. It's framed. It framed in a way that's never been before. And yeah, and I think the pandemic really does bring a different context over everything. I think with Wong Fu, like our our main you know mission has always been about like you know representation through storytelling and in the film industry. Yeah, we have a lot of opinions. And I guess a lot of quote unquote activism in that sense, just by us existing and us making stuff. And this year was definitely like a time when we just couldn't not speak about other things in other um, areas of the world. So that resulted in us, you know, using our platform and our content creation for some of these topics and to, to you know, face them head on. Like very early on, we released um, a music video uh, that talked about the attacks on Asian Americans and trying to bring awareness to that because no one was talking about it. It's it's good that I feel like it's become definitely more mainstream knowledge now. But if you guys remember in March and April, like yeah. no one was really talking about it. <laughs> thanks thanks to Year of the Ox making an amazing music video, we released it on both of our channels. When the whole George Floyd thing happened, you know, we put together this panel to talk about Asian American and um, you know African American. Um, solidarity and then recently you know we made a short film called a long time coming that you know captured uh, a conversation that I think a lot of us as um, first or second generation kids were having with their immigrant families it is definitely a little bit of a different shade of Wong Fu this year and thankfully there's been a lot of support for it of course there's scrutiny towards it too so we kind of wanted to take this episode that was a long intro but you know talk about you know, just our perspective of activism, political activism or whatever, um, and like, you know, just our own personal histories. First to point out is that, you know, growing up, you're, you're always taught that, or even just like in your adulthood, you're taught to separate politics and work, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, politics is at home, you know, work is at work. But, you know, because the lines are so blurred here, like our work is our home and our home is our work. And us being kind of like a front facing company, um, the lines just get more blurry. So um, anytime we, we do go out and try to make a statement as a company, it, it really is us as individuals too and as like real people, you know, making these statements. There's no corporate ent entity that's like hovering over us to like force us to like say certain things. But we also just like have each other, you know, that we have to look out for, and, you know, to make sure that what we're saying as a company reflects what I think, what you guys think, you know, what the rest of the team thinks. So... It's always really tricky to, to navigate that. I feel like activism and advocacy, those like words are actually really, it sounds really heavy. So I think a lot of people get actually like pretty scared away. Like I think in college, even if like 
someone was like, oh, are you into activism? I would have been like, whoa, like, mm. it's like, that's like pretty intense. Yeah. But I think nowadays it's a little bit more nuanced. It's a scale, right? I think nowadays people are realizing that if you care about like other people and you're fighting for like other people other than yourself, I think that kind of is activism. I, I totally agree with you. Like, you know, that initially there was this perception of like, if you're an activist, you got to be in the streets and it's become more broad. And mm -hmm. some people might argue that it's a good thing because then it, it makes it more accessible to more people and information can spread. But then I, I also know that there's some people that are like, that's not enough. And, you know, um, yeah, you're not you're, you're not being angry enough or you're not doing enough. And so mm -hmm. it's that's I think that's a tough line to, to kind of toe. Even just like the idea of existing is that first step in activism, right? Like um, just being who we are as people it is a form of activism. It's like us being Asian American we are automatically representing Asian American by being like who we are, by going out in the world, right? Well, you know what? You know what though? Like on the flip side, of, like that, that sounds really nice. But on the flip side of that, like there's a, there's a take on that too, where it's like, I wish every time I stepped out, I wasn't representing my entire race. You know, yeah. like, like I don't think, I don't think every white person when they wake up, they're like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta be a good white person because I'm representing everyone. In, in the same way, us, you know, presenting as male or presenting as female, you're you're representing your your gender too. You're representing your family, whatever. Like the more that's uncovered, the more that just by default you're representing that. At the very minimum, right on social media, we all have been part participating in some type of information sharing. If you mm -hmm. want to call it activism, you can. Mm -hmm. I, I probably I don't I probably wouldn't use that word for myself. I think just because mm -hmm. I I wouldn't want to take away from the people that are like you know actually. Um, devoting their mm -hmm. lives to it. Maybe everyone can go around like, what was your guys' first experiences with activism or advocacy? So my first experience was like learning about Asian American issues. And that was actually because I took an, like an Asian American studies class to fulfill the gen ed of like minorities. As I was like taking the Asian American studies class, I was like, oh, there's probably like not that much history, right? I grew up in like predominantly white suburb. And so like for me, I feel like I was very privileged in like not having to care about other like issues. Like I was kind of grown up being like, oh yeah, like just care about the things that, you know, that affect you. And I learned in Asian, like in Asian American studies class, like all of these like Asian American issue stuff, it's like Vincent Chin, you know, I, I learned about that. And we watched a bunch of like Asian American movies, but it was like, oh wow, there's like all of these things, but like Asian Americans aren't really represented in like, mainstream media but mm -hmm. there's so much work being done that I don't see and then I got involved in like the Asian American community in my college and then I found um, a lot of people who like cared about like Asian American representation the mi the model minority myth like I don't think I heard about the model minority myth until college so that was like the first experience of me kind of being like oh these are a lot of things are happening that I didn't understand was happening in the community. I just thought like people were just living and you know, whatever. Like I was very blind, I guess, to anything that's like not my problem. Well, I guess my, my question is because, I mean, you went to college when there was, I mean, there was Twitter, there was social media, there was Facebook, mm -hmm. the issues of the world, you feel like it just didn't, it didn't get filtered down to you. It didn't hit you or you just didn't really, you know, care when you were younger. Cause I, I feel like now there's like, it's yeah. basically unavoidable to go anywhere on social media and not know about mm -hmm. what's happening for me like social media back then like facebook was just like a friend thing right and then i was only friends with like people my grade and my age so like a lot of people my age didn't really care about 
news that much or if, if I did have friends who cared about the news they weren't very public about it they would just be like oh yeah I read I read the news and honestly like I didn't care about reading about the news which is like you know yeah it's it's very privileged of me to be like oh I don't care about the news like even the presidential elections I was just like I don't need to hear about this like it doesn't matter to me because I'm like I grew up in Illinois so I'm like oh we're already like a blue state so like if I vote it doesn't matter you know or not like when I was 18 when I turned 18 like for me I was like it doesn't matter if I vote and then I think when I was a freshman it was like Obama and Mitt Romney and I was like Obama's totally gonna win like that was my mindset but it was because I didn't know anything about the news I didn't actually know that that election was really close until like a few years ago mm. and this was just me kind of being like I grew up very like maybe sheltered um, mm -hmm. and I was able to be ignorant and I acknowledge that but now it's like now I have all these resources for me to be educated and that's why like I'm I'm learning a lot too still now. I, yeah. I think also it's like our parents a lot of it yeah. is cultural too like a lot of our parents came over and they probably didn't really care about government or, or, or they, they were very private about it mm -hmm. and so you know, they, they were raised a certain way to like not question things perhaps or yeah. voice their opinions. So that was brought on to us. Like my parents never talked about politics. Mm. When I, when I think of like, Oh, the first time like I cared about activism or whatever, I, I think about like joining the recycling club mm. <laughs> at like in like middle school and we would like <laughs> pick up cans and I was like, Oh, I'm doing something good yeah. for the world. And like, that was kind of interesting. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say those like first experiences of like those, like, what is it, UNICEF? Those little like coin boxes that you would get? Like technically that that is a form of activism. What about you, Benson? I mean, I, I think like getting to that point of like being consciously aware of like your your role in the world is, mm -hmm. is a huge step to take because it is a confidence thing. And I guess growing up being Asian American and always kind of feeling othered, just the the nature of the population too. It's like you're you're one person. So I think everything growing up kind of points you towards, oh, you're just another drop in the bucket. And like your voice isn't as significant as you think it is right mm -hmm. but then like as i've kind of grown older i realized that you know my voice and my presence does have an impact maybe on at least one other person once you kind of realize that then it's like oh if my presence and my voice affects at least one person it could be everybody at a certain point right and then it's it's like going that back and forth of like how much responsibility should i have and how much responsibility do i have right also being Asian too and, and not seeing mm -hmm. yourself really even represented in those spaces yeah, of yeah. news, of politics, it makes you feel even less significant mm -hmm. where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, I really don't matter because, you know, we're not even talked about, even as a whole community, yeah. Yeah. we're not enough to be talked about or represented. Mm -hmm. So I think that definitely plays a part into it too. And I think maybe that's why, especially even the whole COVID stuff this year, pushed a lot of Asian people to start caring because like now in some sense we were um, being pushed into the forefront that we haven't yeah. really been in, you know, several decades. Similar to Phil, I think early on, there's certain things that are easy to hop on board with. Uh, environment, knowing that we have to take care of our planet, we're taught early in school. And um, along those lines, like, the first time I realized that I had a strong opinion about something that was kind of almost something that wasn't really heard that I was advocating was like, if there's a bug in the classroom, don't kill it. Like, let's <laughs> mm -hmm. let it go. Let's let it go free. And for the most part, I was a pretty reserved kid. But the feeling of like, hey, let's respect life. Uh, was something that really came to me early on. You know, beyond that, later on, I would say the, gr the greatest platform that made me realize my place and also my voice was uh, like 15 years ago when Wong Fu Productions started. Honestly, it started because it was fun making videos, but as soon as we hit the road 
And we were meeting these um, amazing individuals that were like the only Asian kid in their class that had so much, you know, challenge and, and, and struggles that they dealt with that we here in California, we didn't have to, mm -hmm. made me really realize our place and our responsibility and our the honor of representing our community. That's the first place I, I, I really felt it. I haven't really been like um, channeling my voice to others because in the end, the way I see things is uh, the first person to change or the first person to, to make a difference is yourself. I didn't really like um, join in as, the conversation as, as much um, as some others um, because it always came back to, well, I can only control how I feel and what I do. So I'm going to do that first. Yeah, I think I think these days everyone's dealing with how they want to share their opinion. I would say that the, maybe the, the general person on the street, like maybe they might not think that much. They, they'll just tweet something, they'll share something on Facebook. But I would say definitely for us here at Wong Fu, and you kind of brought this up earlier, Benson, it's like we do feel like we are for some reason representing a very large group or we're like this big corporation or something that we have to mm -hmm. like make this well thought out stance or, or something and if it's not correct then it's going to disappoint a lot of people and that's a tough place to be like I, I've literally lost sleep over a tweet that I was like oh should I say this you know if mm -hmm. I do then it's, it might be this way and then but if I don't it's going to be this way and I don't think a normal person has to like worry about that but yeah. for us at Wong Fu like we wrestled for you know for a while on certain parts of the script of the short film or or the script of like you know the, the, talking, the, head. the talking head and the interviews and stuff like it was it was a really huge weight on our shoulders each in instagram post had like hours long meetings you know like it was yeah. not it was not easy for us to make those statements and I, i'll yeah. say this it's not it's not that it wasn't easy because it's like that we didn't believe in what we were mm -hmm. saying it's more like on in, with social media these days Anything can be misconstrued. There's two sides to everything, right? Right. And even if you don't agree with the other side, you just know that there's people that want to, on the, on the very worst side, troll, right? And then yeah. on the, you know, on the more thoughtful side, like they actually believe and they want to like start a debate and then like, and then it just, it makes the comment section just a mess or whatever. And like, not to say that there can't be, you know, a, like a good exchange of ideas and stuff. But yeah, I think a lot of, a lot of it also came down to how people would perceive us and you know that that was that was a tough thing because it's like hey as wong fu like you know a lot of you are following us for one particular mission which is you know our representation of asian americans um in media which i guess a, a, a large majority of you guys you know support but then mm -hmm. now you bring in this other ingredient and like of that group that supports this one mission they might be divided on this other thankfully like you know everyone on this team like we are somewhat aligned but we definitely challenge each other too you know yeah. and we and we have good debates in in the office and that's the thing most of these things have to be like in-person conversations but when it's on social media everyone's just <laughs> oh the most gosh. vile yeah. and most i don't give a about what i say and so yeah, you end yeah. up with just terrible conversations like advocacy recently have been very like you can't even have a discussion. It's like, you're right and you're wrong. At least that's what I see on social media. Like, I see posts of people having differing opinions and they won't even hear the other person out. And at one mm -hmm. point, there's always going to be, like, someone who throws an insult and then it just goes from there. And I, I'm, like, wondering, like, was it like this before? Like, I don't... Mm -hmm. I... From what I remember... It's like, always, I don't remember it's always been so. like this. <laughs> really? I, I, th I think a big problem or, or concern with social media is in general, is the is the comparison, right? So you automatically have this level of um, either you don't know as much as I do 
or you're not doing as much as I'm doing,、mm. which makes you lesser. I mean, ma- mainly those two things, and those two things combined with someone just wanting to help already puts it in a really volatile place、uh, for development. Something that was meant to be good, as soon as you throw in、um, a comparison、um, and, and shaming. Then what good can come from that? Like I feel like a lot of the ones like these discussions that aren't very productive are the people, some people who are very prideful. Like even if like someone is laying out the facts, if that person is so prideful that they don't want to even admit that they're wrong and like have an、yeah. actual conversation about it, then it's then that discussion is just over. But it has to go、they're、both just, ways. I'm sure the other person、yeah. feels that that other that other person is not being、yeah. being too prideful too, which is why like it's kind of like when you get in a fight with your Friend or your girlfriend, boyfriend over、oh, text. You, yeah, I, I'm sure. Like, there's been times where you're having a text conversation and you're、mm-hmm. like, I feel like things, something's getting misconstrued. I'm gonna call you or something, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that saves so much trouble. But we can't have that. You can't have that on social media. So you literally get the worst types of conversations. I think it was like I saw Freddie Wong one time post this, but he's like, at least on Twitter. Like everyone's trying to have a mic drop moment. They just want to be like, boom, two hundred forty characters,、uh, yeah, or yeah, yeah. you know, like I'm out. And but then that <laughs> so many of these topics need nuanced conversation. It's like Phil's trying to have a mic drop, but it just it, it's like falling down the stairs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> someone else, someone else is catching it right before. And like no 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 me my turn my turn oh like, yeah that's yeah yeah, yeah. it's like wrestling it's like. like wrestling when they're like they、yeah. have them pinned and it's like one. Too, and then right before the guy moves, and then like,、yeah. not yet. <laughs> I got something to say. Um, actually, like that's the thing. It's like if you're gonna have a discussion, no one really wins. It's like you're just trying to learn from each other. I feel. Yeah, you end up either getting only people that are in your own echo chamber, which I understand is not a good thing either,、mm-hmm. or you just are attracting like you know the worst people also that are just trying to get under your skin. So I feel like social media is really good because it gave everyone a voice. And it's really bad because it gave everyone a voice. <laughs> If everybody's mic drops at the same time, it doesn't matter. It's just noise. I used to、yeah. think that it was balanced. That you know the the good of social media like out like at least balanced the bad. But I'm starting to think it's more.、Bad. I mean that's like I, the thing. Like you don't have to voice out your opinion on social media specifically to be an activism.、Yeah. I think people、yes. like especially when like the protests were happening. I remember like everyone was shaming, being like, if you're not posting about. You know BLM, then、mm-hmm. then you're on the other side, and then I'm like, guys, they don't want to be vocal, and that's okay. Like you don't know if they're donating on the side or you know if they're doing their own thing to help. Like just because、yeah. you don't see it doesn't mean they're not doing anything. That's something that I feel like Wang Fu definitely got a little bit of. And and here's the thing: we would post something, and then we would get comments of like, oh well, why didn't you say this about this other thing? Or say it sooner, right? Well, we did. We actually made a video about that other thing, and so a lot of times people just make. Knee-jerk reactions, and they're like, "Oh, if I didn't see it, then it didn't matter, or it, it、mm-hmm. didn't. If it didn't reach me, then it doesn't exist." But it's like, no, we made multiple videos and had multiple posts about,、um, you know, issue A, and、mm-hmm. just because now we're talking about issue B, and you're like, "Well, what about issue A?" Like, well, yeah, then literally just go back two videos,、mm-hmm. and and you'll see what we did. It's a capacity thing. I、um, to expect that we have a public stance on everything, I, I think, is not very practical. Um, not that we don't, but like our main goal is not to make sure everyone knows our stance on everything. On, on the note of、uh, the right way to be an activist, or the the right or wrong way, and this idea of that, I think the best way is to be true to yourself in however you want to do it. With Wang Fu, we we decided we're known for scripted narratives, so we we made a short that addressed issues that were current, and it felt 
I'm like more than happy to talk about that because it's real. It's true to me. It's true to my, our experiences. And I, you know, that I might not have shared uh, as many posts as some, someone else did, but um, at least I can speak honestly to the way that I chose to be vocal about something. And we haven't even mentioned just the, the part of social media with like fact checking, right? Like reposting yeah. things and like actually doing the due diligence to backtrack on these accounts and like making sure that the stuff you're reposting is even legit, you know? Like mm -hmm. there's so much like misinformation. Unfor unfortunately, can... like fake fake news is a real thing mm -hmm. right now. And you know, when that term was first coined, it was like, wait, what? But then like, it, it just almost seemed, seemed flooded now. Sorry, just to go back real quick on what Wes said too, like in terms of people wanting us to take or have a stance on everything. The thing is like, I understand. I understand why people want that out of the people that they're fans of, you know, or that they follow like, you want to know that you're aligned or that the person you're supporting you're aligned with right mm -hmm. and so yeah it does suck to know if or find out or feel like that's not the case you know but it is true like it's a capacity thing like you know if you're following a singer or an actor or a writer or whatever for a particular thing but then you want them to care or talk about all these issues it's like where do you draw the line of okay how many issues do you need to speak about mm -hmm. if we talk about issue a b even c Throw in a D once in a while. There's literally multiple alphabets of problems and issues in this mm -hmm. world. And and it's 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 very it's kind of a tall order to ask of the people that you're following to like have a comment on everything. Everyone wants to kind of get their um, issue hurt, right? Mm -hmm. And and it, yeah, I, I can understand why it's frustrating or why you feel unsettled if you're not getting that from the people that you're following, right? Um, but it is a capacity thing. I, I actually think like the human brain wasn't designed to have this much information mm -hmm. about all the people in the world too. Like I should not know what an angry guy in M Maine is saying about me. You know, like I should not know that. Like that's like my brain can't handle those things. On, on a more positive note, I have had some, um, you know, direct messages where I do engage in some, um, not even debate, but conversation actually. And it's been great. Like I get my voice heard and in the end it's like, hey, I didn't I didn't realize that this was a good talk. And we actually don't end up like being totally aligned, but it's like, oh, I didn't I didn't realize that. And I've had more than a handful of these conversations and it does give me a lot of hope, actually. For the people that want to listen and understand, uh, it is possible to get to a place where you just understand things better. And I'll, and I'll say this, my encouragement to people would also be to like look at the net effect of what you know, someone is trying to do or what someone, their version of activism or, or how they're voicing themselves. Like it's not productive to like nitpick and to only, and just to point out faults. But like, mm -hmm. if you're trying to encourage people to be more vocal, it's better to celebrate the positives rather than like, Hey, why, like, what's that one thing that you didn't do versus, Hey, look at all these other things you're doing more of that, please. You know, mm -hmm. um, that, that's kind of what I'm seeing on, on social media. Like people just want to jump on a gotcha moment because it makes them feel like that's their mic drop, you know? And they're like higher. And that, that they're higher, right? But yeah, if you look at what people are doing as a whole, um, understand that people are human and that, that they're working through their own like issues. Maybe there's mental health involved in terms of like all these problems in the world. It's like, we mm -hmm. should have a little bit more empathy um, for people as they're going through it. And and yeah, and celebrate the ones that are able, that are really doing like the, the tough work, right? also but it's just understand that there's there's different levels if anything la final words is go vote yeah i think that's that's gonna be it doesn't matter yes. what you say anywhere go vote 
Um, if you have the means, donate to things that you care about, to people that you care about. If there's information you want to share, that's fine. But at the end of the day, your voice, the best way for your voice to be like actually heard is if you vote. And, and try to try to see things for yourself. There's, there's a lot of people that are tugging this way and that. Make up your own mind and, and go vote. Um, and I think that's the best thing you can do. Well, thanks, Julie. Um, I kind of feel like you were you were invited to a table where like all the all the people were arguing and stuff, and you're just like sitting here like, why am I in this conversation? But anyways, everyone, thank you so much for following us through this year of us kind of figuring out and developing our voice in this area. Um, it hasn't been easy, but you know the fact that you're still watching and that you still support us has been great and really encouraging. And just know that we understand that there's still a lot to learn, also. Mm -hmm. And there's still a lot of growth for us as activists or people who are, you know, advocating for certain things. Everything's a journey, you know, so um, we appreciate you being on that journey with us and being patient with us and being supportive. Shout out to everyone on the podcast also for listening. And also special thanks to our careholders on Patreon, um, whose monthly generosity really makes a difference for us during this time. And also thanks to everybody that has been purchasing from our Wong Fu store. All that revenue really helps to keep us going. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.